back to Zion's Redemption Radio Network. Today we're going to be covering chapter 4 of Teachings of the Doctrine of Eternal Lives. This is a very short chapter and thus it will be a very short podcast. But we're going to cover each chapter and I'm going to try to do one podcast per chapter. Unless it's a longer chapter, then I'll do parts. Chapter 4, The Second Comforter. Joseph Smith stated, Now what is this other comforter? It is no more nor less than the Lord Jesus Christ himself, and this is the sum and substance of the whole matter that when any man obtains this last comforter, he will have the personage of Jesus Christ to attend him, or appear unto him from time to time, and even he will manifest the Father unto him, and they will take up their abode with him. And the visions of the heavens will be opened unto him, and the Lord will teach him face to face, and he may have a perfect knowledge of the mysteries of the kingdom of God. Teachings of the Prophet Joseph Smith, page 150. Joseph Smith also stated, Now there is some grand secret here, and keys to unlock the subject. Notwithstanding, the apostle exhorts them to add to their faith virtue, knowledge, temperance, which means patience, etc. Yet he exhorts them to make their calling and election sure. And though they had heard an audible voice from heaven bearing testimony that Jesus was the Son of God, Yet he says we have a more sure, sure word of prophecy, whereunto ye do well, that ye take heed as unto a light shining in a dark place. Now wherein could they have had a more sure word of prophecy than to hear the voice of God saying, This is my beloved, my beloved son, etc.? Now for the secret and grand key. Though they might hear the voice of God and know that Jesus was the Son of God, this would be no evidence that their election and calling was made sure, that they had part with Christ and were joint heirs with him. They then would want that more sure word of prophecy, that they were sealed in the heavens and had the promise of eternal life in the kingdom of God. Then having this promise sealed unto them, it was an anchor to the soul, sure and steadfast. Though the thunders might roll and the lightnings flash and the earthquakes bellow and war gather thick around, Yet this hope and knowledge would support their soul in every hour of trial, trouble, and tribulation. 
the knowledge through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is the grand key that unlocks the glories and mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. History of the Church, Volume 5, page 388 and 389. Little commentary on my point. When you know by confirmation of the Holy Spirit, by a witness of God himself in your spirit, not only in the in your ears, but in your spirit, this is this is the second comforter. When Jesus Christ appears to you and you receive that confirmation, that Holy Spirit burning within you, cleansing you of your sins and transgressions, and confirming to you knowledge, these are the mysteries, and these are the beginning of mysteries. And when you have this calling and election made sure, God will begin to reveal to you the hidden mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, which are not spoken of in the scriptures. In the New Testament, it talks about the mysteries, but it never talks about what they are, but there there are mysteries. Joseph Smith received some of them. I received, I believe he received many of them, which he started to get into but did not complete his thoughts, especially the King Follett discourse, but more so the lecture at the Grove. The lecture at the Grove was the last lecture that Joseph Smith gave, and he got partway into it when, when it started to rain and they had to wrap up the meeting. And it was not a short time later, or no, it was a short time later that he was taken from this world. God has given me many of his mysteries. And as I've talked about before, certain people are not supposed to reveal certain mysteries. Like, for instance, Nephi saw many things that John saw. And he started to get into it, and then he was told that this is for John to reveal. So Nephi used the scriptures to kind of talk about the things that he wanted to talk about, especially in Isaiah. But it was from it was meant for John to reveal them in full. Joseph Smith received many things but in 2013 I had already received these things God had shown me many of these things and he told me to be bold with my witness and to teach the people and he told me to reveal these things to the people. So I talk about these things and I, and I expound upon these things because it is mine to expound upon. 
And though you hear a voice from heaven, or my voice, not one in the same, but if if you hear a voice from heaven declaring these things, that God speaks to our mind and to our heart, and that we should seek a confirmation of the Spirit when we are revealed the mysteries of heaven. Even the, the, the more basic things of the rest, restored gospel, we should seek to receive a confirmation of the Spirit so that we can be built upon the rock of revelation. So that the Scripture's interpretation is not ours, but is the Father's And we can receive revelation from him, inspiration from him, and a confirmation of the Holy Spirit that the things he is teaching to us are true. And I say that in the name of Messiah. Amen. So, uh, I know this is a very short, very short podcast. Um... I wasn't able to take the time when I had time off last time to actually recover from a five-day work week that I uh, worked 70 hours in, uh, very close to 70 hours. And usually I work four days and then it takes me about two days to recover, but This last week, I worked five days, and I only had three days off. The arthritis that I suffer from uh, because of driving a truck for 20, basically for 27 years, and the hard work that I've done in the oil fields and uh, different jobs that I've done, I am in a lot of pain, um, but I continue to work, and I'm going to try to continue to work because I have a family to support, and um, this last three days off was very hard for me, and also I had my son, my three-year-old son, and it was hard to find the time to... uh, to do the podcast so what I've decided I'm going to try to do I'll I'll probably try to balance this out but it's 2.43 a.m. on Thursday morning which is the 16th day of February 2023 and I just finished a uh, it was a little over 13 hours And I have to take my time off, which is required by the federal government for truck drivers. I have to take 10 hours off. So I thought, you know what? Um, While I am starting to settle down and relax and get ready for bed, I'm going to try to make some of these podcasts that I wasn't able to make on my time off. Uh, Something interesting about myself is um, I have to take 
uh, certain pills for inflammation and and painkillers. Uh, but I run on adrenaline when I'm out here on the road. And I don't know how to describe it. If you're a truck driver, you know what I'm talking about. Um, and when I finally am able to take some time off, my adrenaline goes away and I basically crash. And uh, then it takes me a couple of days to recover. And uh, the harder I work, the more, the longer it takes for me to recover from what I'm doing. But I have another um, issue. So I am 45 years old. That is not very old. But on top of the three plus million miles that I've driven a truck in my lifetime, um, about 12 years ago, I was doing oil field work. And uh, I worked in the area, actually, really close to Skinwalker Ranch, if you know what that is. But my job was uh, night emergency management. And basically, that meant that I was a glorified truck driver. And I was out at night from 6 p.m. to 8 a.m. in the morning, six days on, and then I would take three days off, and re- you know. And... My job was to take care of basically grunt work until there was an emergency. And then when it was, when the emergencies came up, I was given a a location on a map and then it was my job to get there as quickly as I could. Uh, Usually these were overflowing wells, uh, fracked wells. Um, pipeline bursts and my job was to help assist in the cleanups of these these things that happen sometimes in the oil field but most of the time I would do uh, just mundane work cleaning out the bottoms of tanks and sucking uh, fluids out of frack ponds so that uh, they could get the fluids out and then they've got these big old tarps that they line the ground with so that there's no contaminants that go into the ground and when they're done fracking what they'll do is they'll suck as much mud and and fluid out of these pits and then they will fold the tarps and they're very very thick tarps in on themselves in a certain way so that none of the residual fluids can leak into the the groundwater or go into the soil and they'll bury them. Well, one night in November of 2009, I was pulling fluids out of a out of a pond, a frack pond that was going to be buried and I was taking this contaminated mud and these contaminated fluids to another uh, place that was for evaporation disposal and basically what that was is they fill up these really large ponds and then they have ways of making the, 
the water evaporate, well, the, the, the contaminants and the chemicals will remain in these, these specific areas. They're pretty large. And I was out there one night about 4 o'clock in the morning, or maybe it was 2, I don't remember. And as I was throwing my hose down into the pond to suck the mud and the fluids out, I slipped and fell. And I fell into this frack pond. And the lining of the frack pond is at a 45 degree angle and it's basically a tarp, a very thick tarp. And when it's wet, it's kind of like a slip and slide. It's very slick. And at the 45 degree angle that it was, it was very hard for me to get out of this pond. I was in the pond ankle deep for about four hours in the in November of 2009. And because I was in the, the fluids, there are some really harsh chemicals that are used in the fracking process and I was poisoned. Eventually I figured out that I had a key in my pocket and I was able to puncture the lining to make holes to create steps to pull myself out of this frag pond. Within 30 days I had lost over a hundred pounds. The doctor told me that the chemicals were eating my muscles and eating my fat, basically eating my body. They were actually concerned that I was going to suffer from heart failure because of the chemicals. I got pneumonia because of it. I eventually, of course, I recovered from the pneumonia, but because of the, the events of that night, I have uh, type 2 diabetes because my pancreas was so affected by the chemicals. My gallbladder turned to a solid stone and they had to take that out and I've had kidney and liver issues not to the point where I can't do what I do, but the the pain that I suffer comes from a combination of driving a truck for so many years, and because of that night, I suffer from degenerative disc disease. Um, and because of some accidents that I was not the cause of, but I was involved in, I have uh, two bulged discs in my neck and one in my back, which uh, caused me to be paralyzed for, uh, well, it was a short time, but uh, it took me four months to recover uh, the full use of my right arm and uh, two, I think it was about two weeks to recover full use of my 
right arm. So my left arm was four months. My right arm was was uh, about a month. Um, what happened with those accidents is the inflammation actually pinched off my nerves. And uh, after the accident, I went and I fell asleep. I didn't go to the doctor or anything. I was just like, I feel fine, I'm fine. And I went home and I fell asleep. And when I woke up, my arms from my shoulders down to my fingers were completely asleep. So have you ever had it where your foot falls asleep to the point where you can't even feel that it's there? And you can smack it and you don't even feel anything. It's completely asleep. And you can't wiggle your toes or move your foot or anything like that. That's what happened to me, except for it was from my shoulders down to my fingertips. I could not move them at all. And that's where I got the bulged discs from. And the degenerative disc disease, I believe, is part of the chemical poisoning that I suffered from. And um, I might be a fool. I am a fool. I don't believe in suing people. When I was rear-ended by a semi-truck going 55 when I was stopped at a red light, I didn't sue the company that he was leased to. The individual that did what he did, it took him three hours to cut him out of his truck. And he died because of the accident. Um, they told me that they believed that he took a, a bad combination of medication and he passed out when he was driving. And they believed his truck was on cruise control and the speed limit there was 55 miles an hour. And they don't know how fast he was going, but they figured that he was going probably around the speed limit. But I didn't sue anybody. I didn't even take time off for that hardly. I, I did a little bit, but like a couple of days. I'm not looking for handouts from anyone. And you know what? I probably should have filed a claim with that. I probably should have filed a claim with the, the, the poisoning that happened in the oil fields while I was at work. But I didn't. And over the years, I have suffered because of those incidents. But I keep trying to do my best to work. And I'm a hard worker. Being an oil field truck driver is a lot of hard physical work. But I enjoy it. And I enjoy the sense of purpose that I have and the ability to take care of my family. I don't know how much longer I'm going to be able to do this kind of work. I might actually have to go back to college and uh, find another profession. 
I don't know yet. But that's why it takes me so long to recover after I've been on my work schedule four or five days. And this last stint where I was able to, I worked five days and I only took three days off. I was just too tired. To do the podcast, I was falling asleep and I was trying to stay awake for my son and then my son, he's three, and he is so giggly and so happy and energetic and I can't tell him, you can't talk right now because I'm trying to do a podcast. I do on short videos, I'll tell him. Now, you have to be quiet so I can do the video, or to do this video and then he'll He'll be quiet for about a minute. And then uh, on some of the videos, if you follow me on Red Peel Mormon on TikTok or on my Facebook Zion's Redemption Radio Network, you might hear him giggling and laughing and making all kinds of noise in the background. But I'm trying to make these podcasts so that there's not a lot of background noise. Now, I hope that you're not hearing the engine right now. It's actually below zero right now where I'm at. So I've got the engine idling here on location at a place called the Flaming Dragon. (laughs) It's a location where there are two separate tank batteries. And there's probably about, I'd say about 16, around 15 or six. Well, I think it's 16 or maybe even more, maybe 18. 30-foot-high tanks that uh, hold the the fluids, the crude oil, and, like, in the morning, I'll be loading here. That's why I'm here. And, um, you know, I, I don't want to turn the truck off because it's so ridiculously cold. In fact, I will just... I'm not exactly sure how cold it was. It was, like, negative two a minute ago. But anyway, so I hope that there's not a lot of background. Hopefully you can hear the music and the music drowns out the the background. But uh, basically I'm just doing the podcast with an iPhone that records. And um, I'm reading off of my iPad. So anyway, um, I just wanted to like let everybody know kind of what my life is like. And why sometimes I'm not able to do a podcast, even though I want to. So anyway, like I said, this is a very short episode. And uh, I'll try to do chapter 5 tomorrow night. And chapter 5 is Joseph Smith and Brigham Young knew more than they could teach. So thank you for listening to the podcast. Please subscribe to the podcast and give it a thumbs up. Um, You can always uh, look in the description of the podcast to find my website at tumblr.com forward slash fundamentally Mormon to read uh, each chapter that I am presenting. 
on whatever the podcast topic is so you can read along basically but anyway um, I just want to thank everybody who supports me it means a lot and I know not everybody believes everything that I have to say but I think it's beneficial for learning and as always don't trust me Seek inspiration, revelation, and confirmation of the Spirit so that you can be built upon the rock of revelation. And I say that in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and in the name and office of Messiah.